Bam. Stock tip Dave, what up? Stories that need to be told. What day is it? Monday? Monday. It's Monday, 10 a.m. Woke up early. To me, 8.30 is early. Got my stuff together. Stock tip Dave, you were very nervous about coming here today. You wanted to get here on time. You've been talking about all things comedy all weekend. <laughs> and uh, we're here. New studio. Beautiful. Great job, Aaron, your whole crew. Dave, if that happens again, I'll throw your phone against the wall. <laughs> and uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, what a business that we're in, man. What a business. I just got off the phone. So last week, the last couple of weeks, I think I've been talking about just like different projects I've been working on. And, you know, some things are going great. Some things are not going great. And it's just so funny, man. It's like I shoot this thing, right? I shoot this little sizzle reel called Single Mike. You saw it. Oh, yeah. You've seen Single Mike. I yeah. shot it a while ago. Showed it to a bunch of people. It was starring me, Maz Gibrani, um, uh, Eliza Schlesinger, Michaela Hoover, uh, Jay Seals. Uh, uh, just a good, great little cast of, of actual quality actors. Was that your phone? No. All right. Your phone's off. A great cast of quality actors, right? And... Everybody loved it. Everyone was digging it. I, people called me. Kevin Connolly called when he saw it. He's like, this is the best thing I've seen. I want to be involved. I want to produce it. You know, Doug Allen saw it. He's like, I want to be a producer on it. You know, high-level people see it, right? So now I'm going down the line, and I'm like, I'm with a company now that, like, wants to develop it and wants to make it into something, and they want to add a dimension to it, and they want to add, like, my hockey league, my men's hockey league element to it. So I go and I take the meeting with these people and I go and I write I write the uh, an outline. They say, Could you write an outline for the first episode that we're going to film. We're going to give you 50,000. We're going to go shoot this little episode sizzle reel thing for you. We're going to go shoot it. And I go and I meet the guy. He's an executive that's been doing development stuff for years. And he's a cool dude. And I know he's got kids and a job and a life. You know, he like he likes to day drink. I met him for lunch and he was drinking it in the day. So I'm already thinking this guy doesn't take his job that seriously. And even though he's been with like a major network shit, whatever, but long story short, I write an outline of how I want to see the show. Like I I know how I, I know how I want the show to go. You know what I mean? Like I know what the pilot episode's yeah, going to exactly. look like and I love the little characters that have their own little pockets of fun in the show, right? So I write this outline and I just get a call just now from like one of the executives that's like involved in the deal and this is where I start to think to myself would I rather just go do this independently from these people and like I, I can go get fifty thousand dollars I can go get that tomorrow for real like you you want to talk about fifty grand big deal I'll call a drug dealer you know what I mean and go make it for fifty grand I'll call I'll, I'll go to stock tip Dave so I'll go into your portfolio and take fifty thousand from you right now you know what I mean and so they call me and they're like, oh, the executive read it and he says it's very far from uh, it's very far from what, what you know what we really want this pilot to be. And I'm thinking, and I, I'm trying not to curse, but I'm I'm thinking, dude, do I even wanna do I even wanna do this with you? Like, I don't care if they're listening. To this. This Doc Tip Dave's the best. He's scared <laughs> of everything. Dave's Dave just he just texted me secretly. Are they listening to the podcast? Fellas, yeah. I hope you are listening to the podcast. I love you guys. We we we're doing we're gonna have a lot of fun doing this. <laughs> but like I know what I'm doing with this thing. Like at least just with this thing. I don't know what I'm doing with everything. I wrote a movie recently that I didn't know what I was doing. I had to do a ton of research. I wrote that movie about the credit card swipers. Oh yeah. You know, I got hired to write this movie. I wrote the movie in the middle of the movie. I realized, wait, I really don't know much about credit card fraud and swiping. And so I'm going to go do a ton of research. And I did my research and I put it in the script and I applied it. And I wrote what I thought was a badass little movie. I, I read and, it. I thought it was good. Thanks. Thanks. And Rappaport read it. He loved He hit me right up. He's like, yo, this is great. I love this. What's up? I want, you know, like I give it to people I respect. And I respect that. I, I do respect these people that I'm working with. But I feel like it's one of these companies. I'm not. I'm, never, I'm not. I'm not going to say the name of the company, but it's like it's like a new company that's coming along. And I've met with this executive at the company like four or five times, and he's like, 
trying to be a friend. Like he's trying to be cool. And he's like, yeah, let's go have drinks. And yeah, I want to go hang with you and your boys. And da 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 da. It's like. I think I met him for about five seconds at your meeting. I think you did. You met him. Yeah. I brought Stock Tip Dave to the meeting. I think I told the story last week, but you showed up in pajamas and I had to just send you to Target. Well, the second meeting, not, not, not the first one. <laughs> right. so this happened the first time. The second time, they, they still remembered the story and they told it and they loved it. Right. They love the story. And by the way, there's two women that I'm working with that are developing this, the, the pilot with me, and they're super cool. You know, they are very cool. And they've been in the business a long time. And I'm not, I don't want to get into the, to the, I don't want to get into the, the, the zone of like dogging somebody out, you know what I mean, for their opinion. But it's like the same old story. And it actually comes full circle to why you create something like where we are right now. It's why this company, All Things Comedy, that we're at right now, was created by actual comedians. Yeah. Go ahead. You're, you're dying to say something. Well, what I was going to say, because your situation sounds similar to what my friend went through. So a kid I went to middle school with and high school with, a kid named Eddie Wong. He's got the show on ABC called Fresh Off the Boat. As, yeah. of, as of right now, it's supposed to be based on his life story from when he moved to Chinatown, Washington, to Orlando and going to my school. He actually hates it because they took his story and now he doesn't recognize his own life. So he went on Bill Maher and he goes, you know, I had an idea. It should have gone to FX or somewhere else. But ABC, the way he phrased it, he said they uh, kind of whitewashed it for America and he doesn't recognize his own life. So he stopped watching. So he doesn't care about the success or the failure of the show anymore. That That... That's a yeah. That's he's got to be bummed out. Even though he's probably getting paid. Oh, he's getting paid. He's he getting just, paid real well off ABC. He's getting ABC money. Yeah. But he's selling out. He sold out his soul, and he probably yeah. realizes now after he's getting the money that it doesn't matter. The money is not what it makes yeah. you tick. And after you get some money, you realize, oh shit, what's my next happiness move? And that's what's kind of create as a creative head and and i can understand executive mentality like i can i get it they have a job to do they have to deliver they're very scared about what they say yes to because their jobs are always in jeopardy you know what i mean but like they haven't paid me a dime yet these guys this, this company um it's a new company it's a digital television situation where like their whole idea behind them is to like the whole idea behind them is to like get your audience to pay for your show you know it's crowdfunding basically oh, yeah. it's not a new idea but this company is at the forefront and it's i like the i actually like the guy but i wrote i wrote the outline as how the the way i want the show to look i want i want the you know their their big note was that it wasn't centered around me, my character, but it is. I just went off on a couple of little journeys of some side characters because they're just fun to be around, you know? So I was just giving them little B stories, which I like. It's, just, it's like if you're watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and you go watch Leon for five minutes hanging with his family yeah. and having an issue, that's so, love. That's I love that. That's it the wouldn't best be a part. show for General Cable. It's going to be a show where you can be like raunchy or like have, like, you know, yeah, it's whatever, a show. Yeah. Whatever, comedy you, whatever type of comedy you want. Yes, I could do whatever I want on this show. There's no rating. There's nothing. It's it's a rated R Seinfeld. It's my Seinfeld, and it's me. I'm just venting right now, and I'm sure like a lot of comedians have felt this before. I'm just venting because how long can they drag you? This you know writers and comics and you know we're so used to getting. I don't want to say fucked, but we're so used to getting <laughs> dragged along that like. That's why stand-up is the golden thing. Like, if you can just make a living, a great living as a stand-up, as a high-level great stand-up, that's a beautiful thing because nobody can take that away from you. Exactly. No one's editing you. Nobody's telling you, giving you notes on what to do on stage, except unless you you know want to have a meeting afterwards and go, what jokes worked, what didn't. But, like, that's the beautiful part about See, what we do. Seinfeld's doing a show from a taxi cab. <laughs> Dave, you are. Um, you should get a tattoo that says "random." Hey, that's what I'm good at. I'm the king of random. You're the random king. But my, <laughs> but but the whole point is that, you know, I'm, I'm getting these notes, man. It's like, yo, you haven't even given me a penny yet, and now I'm like, and I know I've burned bridges before, just because I had, I just that's just the way I'm wired. You know, sometimes I blow up. 
I've been working on it for years. You know, I listen to Bill Maher's podcast. I mean, Bill uh, Bill Burr's podcast, and he talks about his anger issues, how he brings his anger home. And but I've I don't I I should be angrier more. My shit just comes out in quick bursts, and I'll just burn a bridge. You know what I mean? Like the White Boy Rick book. You know what I mean? Did I tell that story last week? I think you did. Yeah, how it was falling apart with the, with the editor. Yeah, yeah. When when an edit, when somebody sends me an email and the tone of the email is I expect ten thousand words by Friday, I'm gonna have a problem with that. I'm just gonna have a problem. That's just me. You don't talk to me like that. You don't talk to anybody that's trying to be creative and work for you that way. It doesn't serve the higher purpose of delivering good quantity. I mean, good quality. It doesn't serve the purpose. So, like... Yeah, you can't rush the process. You can't rush the process. And these guys were on me every week rushing the process. 10,000 words. We need 75,000 words by April. It's like, I haven't seen a penny. And they dragged me all the way to the two-yard line and then didn't pay me. So I'm ready. <laughs> I'm about to go ice cube from the when the from the straight out of Compton. <laughs> I mean, I just I'm just looking for an office to go into. You know what I mean? And flip a desk and just have some fun. Like let's just flip a desk. You know what I mean? Let it get out there in the world. You know what I mean? Some people need to be fucking checked. Let's let's check a few people. There's somebody in New York. He works for he, he's at the book company. I might check him when I see him. If I see him, I'm going to check him. Check him? Yeah, just check him. I'm not going to hurt him. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm going to check him. Who knows? Maybe he knows Krav Maga. Maybe he knows some kind of, te- <laughs> you know, crazy MMA thing that I'm unaware of. You know what I mean? But by the looks of his super finely trimmed beard, I would say he doesn't know any Krav Maga or M- any MMA Well, situation. you can use your Detroit boxing style. Well, that's what I'm going to have to use because it's the only thing I know. But... <laughs> Anyway, that was that was that was my vent for 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 the morning. Is I just got off the phone with these the women, and they were like, "We talked to the guy, and he said, let's not turn him in any pages, and we're very far off from the tone of this thing." And da da da. It's like, are we that far off from the tone? It what, was the exact what did they same. See? More of me, my life. What's my journey? All these executives, bro, they talk in the same language. You know what I mean? They talk the same language. What's the journey? If you read Stephen King's book on writing, the themes of stories come out while you're writing. You don't go theme, you don't think of a theme or the journey first. You start your writing process, you get it rolling, and you're going to see where the journey is. All right? Trust me when I tell you, Larry David didn't have a journey meeting before he started his show. You know what I mean? Seinfeld had a show about nothing. That was one of the funniest, greatest shows of all oh, time. Yeah. They didn't have a journey meeting. So did they want Where's to... Jerry going? Because the audience really wants to know if Jerry's so... going to land with one of these women and he's going to—is he going to get married? And the... he, no one gives a damn. Do they want to follow you to the Grove on your walks there? Or no? Come on, let's go. I'll bring everyone to the Grove. <laughs> I'll be the Pied Piper of the Grove. You know what I mean? And I, I take a walk in the show. You know. The only thing that they've added to my show, which is my life anyway, is they wanted to go, instead of my basketball league that I'm in, they wanted it to be my hockey league. Because this company that I'm working with, they they have a marketing division that markets specific target marketing. And they're like, hockey is what really stands out to us. And if we have another meeting like that that goes south, I'm going to leave that company. And I am going to go get financing on my own like i've done for the last three movies and i'm gonna make i'm gonna make my single mic show on my own completely or i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to right here i'm gonna go to bill burr al madrigal ari the heads of this company and i'm gonna go guys you want to own a piece of this let's make single mic right here i'll move into this room i'll live in this studio (laughs) that will be my bedroom that will be my living room Stock tip, Dave, you won't even have to go anywhere, bro. You'll live in the attic. You'll come down. You'll get me some coffee, and you'll be a character in a TV show. As long as there's no bats in the attic or anything. Aaron will chill over there. You know what I mean? He'll say one word every four episodes if he wants. See, I told you. I knew someone who wanted to talk to you about your show. Yeah, I told him, call me. Did you tell him? Yeah, I told him. Let him call me. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a human being. I'm around. I like you're talking about Nash. Yeah, I love Nash. Call. I'll talk to Nash any day. He wanted to introduce you to people. I'm very friendly. (laughs) I love meeting people. Am I friendly? Yeah. 
am, am I missing something? Maybe I'm missing something. Because my brother was like, you've been acting aggressive. You're burning bridges. But I'm not burning bridges. Sometimes it's okay to just burn one bridge and move well, on if you think you're never going to want to work with a certain person. Well, I guess you'll find out tomorrow if they listen to today's podcast. So They're not going <laughs> to... Listen, <laughs> the women that I'm developing with are amazing. That's I'm not talking about them. They're cool as can be. I'm talking about the company. I've been talking to this dude for a while. He just talks. Uh, he talks and talks and talks. And it's like, what are we talking about, man? Let's just get it going. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want? Like, I'll write the script tomorrow in one day, a 12-minute concept reel script. It takes me... I'll write, it, I'll write it in two hours. You know what I mean? But it's, I, I think it's probably the oldest battle in this business, you know? It's why it's show business. Someone the, told me the, the other day. The creativity power. It's, create, it's creative versus business. It's creative versus... And listen, I have worked... Listen, I did a show. I sold something to HBO last year with Scott Stuber, who is the head of Netflix right now. Scott Stuber is one of the best executives I've ever met because... He understand. He understood story smooth. Could tell a story. His ideas were as good, if not better, than mine. That made my story flow. You see why this guy has risen to the top of where he is, and he's running, you know, Netflix original film right now because he gets it on both levels. He understands the business, but he's also got a creative head, a creative, you know, creative brain. And that's the type of people that you want to work with in this business. And sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. And I'm not saying this guy in this company isn't creative. He actually has had, he spitballs a few brilliant ideas. But I just get frustrated when I'm doing all this work and they haven't set a deal in front of me yet. They're just talking about getting it greenlit. But this guy has taken me to lunch seven times and, you know, Wants to hang out and come to goal, even though goal is not open right now. But he's like, at, you know, wants to come hang out. So I've heard World Cup is the next open, next next time. That's what they're saying. Round World Cup. Is that what they're saying? That's, Who said this? That's what I unofficially heard. Our hangout, our watering hole, goal sports cafe that we loved hanging out. You know that we loved hanging out at so often every day basically now there's just a bunch of people with no friends in the streets nobody knows where to go <laughs> i had to put stock tip dave on my podcast because he didn't have anywhere to go after goal nash doesn't nash is wandering the streets right now slick rick lane who was in that movie with jake gyllenhaal he doesn't know he had to now he's living on a, a blow-up mattress he he's not a, he doesn't have anywhere to go we're all lost in the streets without goal <laughs> call kevin Connolly. tell him to get it together Get the booths going. Somebody build a table. Find a general manager. Why don't you manage the place? You gotta know what you're, gotta know what you're doing. But you've heard through the grapevine that goal is coming back. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You've hundred, you've heard hundred percent. Yeah, they put like a pizza oven, and they're they're, they're changing the menu, and they're just there's a pizza oven, mm -hmm. like a wood fire, a wood burning pizza oven. I don't know, but every all the food there's good, so I'd imagine it's gonna be good pizza. That's amazing. Jonah, the chef, actually has a wood-burning pizza oven up at his house. So he probably he knows a lot about the wood-burning pizza. Oh, By hard. the way, they should have. Inexpensive. Let's make pizzas. Let's get fat for a year. You <laughs> know what I mean? One year of getting fat. You know? My birthday's coming up in a couple weeks. I'm thinking I want to do a whole year of something. Just like maybe a whole year of bad eating. One year bad eating. Next year, all healthy eating. Every year, just a new thing. Well, then you could do the film like Supersize Me. Oh, yes. <laughs> that actually was funny. He <laughs> did get fat and disgusting on McDonald's. It was like 30 straight days of eating McDonald's for every meal, I think. Breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. I don't know. I could be saying that wrong. I've never actually seen the movie. Oh, it's good. I saw it. It's really compelling. It's disgusting. He really <laughs> does eat McDonald's every single day for every meal and just blows himself up and he's just his <laughs> heart his blood pressure soared through the roof he's just out of control um anyway so that was my that, that that's my vent for the morning i had to vent that that out and i need to take a break and like enjoy life for a minute and and get off the page for a second i think because i'm just like or just write what i want to write you know what i mean just do what i want to do being a work for hire is great because you're you make a you make a living, but 
I'm starting to get to a point now where I just want to take the the projects that I love, that I know I th- that I, that I know I can write, that I know will be great in my mind, and I want to do those. I want to do my movie called I Killed, you know, which is sort of loosely based on a true story that happened to me, but it's you know, I told you I, I gave it to a couple people. There's some people that want to finance that movie, you know. Somebody I got to call the other day Mike Epps is you know people want to look at it right now that's something I love the single Mike show some version of that I've got to figure out a way to do and I only say that because the people that I respect in the business they like it that's all you look for is validation from your peers so won't the people from your meeting the other day help or no from which meeting from the the the, the, the women that I'm talking about no the one you're on Friday the one that I just had? Yeah. Where was I? Was it ICM? Oh, yeah, yeah. They will help if I need them. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. ICM, great people, great meeting. You know, it's all the same, man. This business, bro, I wish, I don't know. I wish I was, uh, if I was born into a billionaire family and I could just produce my own stuff, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. <laughs> you don't have to answer to anybody. But I guarantee you, everybody has the same story. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the wall behind you. I see Ari. I see Felipe Esparza. I, I can't see close enough who that is. There's Bill Burr over there. There's Tripoli, who's out of his mind. I wouldn't even want to hear what Tripoli had to say about something like this, a situation like this. But the bottom line is, oh, and the other thing is, I'm headlining Phoenix this week, and I, I, I'm, I'm refocusing hardcore on my stand-up because you're you got a headline for an hour right yeah i'm headlining phoenix stand-up live thursday and sunday and i'm just refocusing my energy into my stand-up and writing things that i love for now that's going to be my next year of program be the dopest stand-up i could be and and do that because the movie shit has taken me out of my stand-up game even though i'm still hitting it hard i think on stage you should sport the uh the leather elvis jacket you're talking about the one that i got or the one you're talking about in the way oh 100 100 percent. i'm rocking a i'm i'm rocking a black elvis jacket <laughs> with a red scarf and i'm shaving and i'm i'm, I'm gonna do whatever i can to elvis it up because i just watched the two-hour elvis documentary on hbo and it was incredible did you watch it? Not yet, though. The latest documentary I saw was Andre the Giant, which is actually amazing. Good. I love it. Amazing. Sad man, you feel sad for somebody like Andre. You know what I mean? Like poor guy, man. man seven, seven feet, five hundred pounds. You know what I mean? What but amazed me was guy. the story of him when he was filming Princess Bride. He said he couldn't hold, like you know, as strong as he was. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin Wright Penn, or now Robin White, right? They had a real, they had like put her on some wires to put her down onto his hands so there's no pressure on his arms. Yeah, no, like, he was in bad shape, man. Like he had to, she had to be held up by wires and not him. Yeah, he was in bad shape. It was interesting to me that he was a super, super star, but it was just this moment in time. You know what I mean? Like, you only get a moment in time. What's your moment in time going to be? You know, like, Elvis's moment, Elvis had long moments, even though it was a short life. You know what I mean? Like he had his, he blew up crazy at 20 years old. You know what I mean? Hit the radio waves and was a monster. Then bam, goes off to, you know, gets drafted into the army, you know? But his manager keeps him in the spotlight by putting songs out, you know? So Elvis comes back and he doesn't know what's going on because the music landscape has changed. He doesn't know if he's going to be bigger. You know, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Bam, he does another, does a comeback on TV, you know, variety show type thing, blows up huge again. Everybody says, don't go to Vegas. He goes to Vegas, blows up monster again, you know, but it was this moment, this like 10 year chunk, you know, or not, no, longer than that. It was like a 15, 16 year chunk of being, you know, the world's biggest, most famous person on planet earth who had never even gone to Japan or Europe or ever, or done anything, you know, but it, he had a, he had that he just had a, that mo, it's that moment. And he did movies. I think I swear I saw a movie where it took place oh, in he, Hawaii. He did a ton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. He did fifteen movies. The guy <laughs> did a ton of movies. That was a big problem in his career. 
they were, he wanted to be a movie star and they were trying to make him a movie star and he couldn't get any like quality wasn't getting like the quality scripts that he wanted and the movie career thing derailed his music for a minute and then he came back to his music but elvis was a badass soulful dude that documentary hbo's killing it man you know, HBO goes through, like, their phases of, like, you don't know what show you're, you know, sometimes there's, they got shows that you're not loving. Sometimes they're, like, you're, they're in, See, like, a that's old school Sopranos, Entourage, The Wire, like, that Sunday night banger. I feel like HBO is making their a great little yeah. comeback run It's still again. like that Dr. Dre thing that the Jimmy. The oh, yeah. The Defiant Ones? Yeah. One of the greatest awesome. documentaries I've ever seen in my life. Are you kidding? In little- Everybody told Dre. That he was crazy. Everybody who doubted Dre, like on the Chronic album, everybody was like, nah, this is, come on, man. I don't know. What's this going to be? Boom. That thing comes out, sells a billion yeah, records. walks up to his balcony on the beach. But the one thing that made me mad is I finished watching the documentary, and then that was the day I decided, all right, I'm not going to go to Taco Tuesday at Goal. I'm just going to take the night off, just stay home and do nothing. Dr. Dre shows up at Goal that day. The one, you know, I decided not That's to go. That's unbelievable. And Dr. Dre shows up to Goal and hangs out for like five hours. Yeah, Dre's probably financing Goal and nobody knows about it. <laughs> By the way, when is the World Cup so uh, that we know? Like June 15th. Oh, so Goal's not going to open till the summer. Yeah, so but that we will know that. So it's like, we, I know they're doing a lot of stuff. It's, it'll happen soon. Yeah. I think you should work it. You, sh- you should run Goal, Dave. <laughs> Speaking of soccer, man, I think I said last week I went to the Galaxy game with my nephew. You know, and this guy, the new superstar on the team, Zlatan Abramovic or whatever his name is, <laughs> he is a beast. And I, but I didn't realize he's a beast because he's been in a way better league. He's basically like a monster. He's like one of the greatest on planet Earth going to play in a league that's like pretty good. Like the Premier League's way better than the league that the Galaxy's yeah, in. I think the MLS right now is basically. The JV League to the rest of the world. Right. And he's so he's basically a varsity <laughs> player playing in the JV team. Yeah. And it's obviously an apparent when you're watching him because he's 6'5", monster with speed and power, and everybody else around him just falling down. So is he let a body check or no? He's body, dude, he's doing everything. But, like, guys can't get near him. And at first I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's a freak of nature. But I didn't realize he was playing in a different league. Anyway, ever since my nephew told me about this guy, you, you go around L.A. and there's posters, billboards of the guy. Zlatan is here. There's a Netflix documentary on the guy. And I see why my nephew loves him because he's a rebellious dude. Like, he's a straight rebel. You know, he, like, wasn't showing up on time. He's kind of a troublemaker type guy. But he's got, like, a, a, a you know, this wry smile that, like, you know, <laughs> but, but, but yet rebellious, you know. I, I could see, like, my nephew's kind of like that, too. He'll, like, smile, be funny. So but he, He's the Shaq he's of tennis or of soccer. I don't know if he's the Shaq. Shaq wasn't, Shaq wasn't undisciplined. Shaq wouldn't be, like, late to practices and stuff like that. He's, he's like, he's more Allen Iverson. More, uh, yeah, okay. He's Allen Iverson, you know, Iverson. Also, maybe being a beast on the field. Oh, yeah, he is a beast. Oh, he's a, physically, he's the Shaq of soccer, for <laughs> sure. I don't even know how to say it. I think it's Ibravimovic. Anyway, it's, it's, I'm looking around this place. I'm smelling the cedar wood. Aaron, is this cedar? I don't know. It's a great wood finish. <laughs> Reminds me of when I used to have a cabinet company. You know I had Cad- a cabinet company? Before? No. Yeah. Yeah. Stories that need to be told. Here's one. Before I ever did stand-up comedy, before I ever moved to L.A., I was in a rap group called TKO in Detroit. We had a record deal. We won the National Academy of Recording Arts and Science Amateur Grammy Award. That's what they called it. I don't have a trophy. I can't prove that it's real. I just know <laughs> that I was in a full-blown battle. Could be on the internet. We could probably find it. Find my song, Take Me Back. It's called Take Me Back. Find the song, please. Take Me Back by Mike Young. Pull it up. Aaron, is there a way to like plug a phone in and then play something? Yeah, yeah there's a little plug right on, on Take Me end. Back by TKO. The other end. Oh, yeah. Dave, like this plug right here? Like one of these, one of these plugs. Yeah. I'm gonna have to use your. Oh, phone. this one! Boom. The adapter's in my car, actually. Do it on my phone, Dave. Fine, take me back. I was in a rap group in the '90s called TKO. I think true I found story. It. Put it. Find it on my phone. This TKO. Oh, what a night! Take me back. No. Yeah. Final yeah. disco. Yeah. That's you. Oh, what a night! I had a song on the radio <laughs> called "Oh, What a Night." Find everything. We're gonna play. We're gonna play a couple Young Mike songs, cause. And this will this will connect, but you're gonna see why. But Mitzi Shore 
from the comedy store, the owner, the legend, passed away last week. And Mitzi was beyond legend, pioneering woman in comedy. And I loved Mitzi. I hung out with Mitzi. I took care of her for a few days when she was not well. Um, I just loved her. And she always told me, she would be like, you're funny, but you should keep music in your act. And I never did. And I'm thinking, maybe I'm going to bring music back into my act. And I used to be in this rap group called TKO. We were in Detroit. And one day, I like I was gonna move. 1993. To... Let's see if we can play it. You got to plug it in, though. Are you plugged in? Yeah. This is. Yeah, this is. There's two of them. There's a. There's a radio mix and street mixes. B. Kalen. Re- radio mix. Radio mix. Radio mix. Yeah, that's the one they played on the radio. When you hear your song on the radio for the first time, it's one of the greatest moments of your life. I was driving down the Lodge Freeway. Me and my boys were in the car. My song came on the radio. We started going bananas. Go we started going crazy. And yeah, you got to pull it up, Dave. Oh, I'm going to. I think that the other one I had to pay. Don't don't worry about paying. Oh, I got take I got take me back on my iTunes. You do? Yeah, I'm gonna play it right now. All right, we were in a rap group. Hold on. Here's my iTunes. Boom, boom, boom. Here's Mike Young. We're gonna play Take Me Back. This is me back in the day. I wanted to be a rapper. I am a rapper. Nobody believed it, so I'm going to... I played this for Joe Rogan. It was his favorite song. You can call Joe Rogan, ask him anytime you want. Does he know my song? He loved it. Here it is. Aaron, you listening? This is me, okay? I want this to open every one of our episodes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. This is, this is Mike Young. Young Mike, check it out, check it out. Take me back now, funny how time disappears. Young rebels on the street, full you? Of fire and fear. Yeah. The late night street fights underneath the street lights. DJ played a record that you needed on that night. Too young for bars, just rocking in the cars. Looking for action like some neighborhood movie stars. Running around town now, free as a bird. Just loud as you can, cause you gotta be heard. It's your intro song. pump steel, you feel real invincible. Too cool for school, yo, I never met the principal. Spend every night getting high as a kite. Just sneaking in the back and eating everything in sight. Young with the hunger, fast pace, no fear. I'm living every day, I'm gonna live a hundred. Take years. me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta get it done, no time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? That's my ex-girlfriend on the... Those days are gone now. <laughs> Had the summertime crush. crush. The feeling such a rush. rush. She was older, so she made me promise. I like it. Hush, hush. Looking back, it's kind of funny. Reminisce on what I did. You're, you're not, not supposed to have that type of game when you're a kid. When I was growing up fast. Uh, I knew that it would last. What? Lost friends along the way, maybe down the wrong path. Think about the rat race, money on the fast pace, the high <laughs> cost, awesome. superstar, where you at, there you are. Rock and roll, rolling stone, wanna lose my cell phone, sick of this, sick of that, information overload. Computer highway, superficial byway, meet me on the web and we can hook it up on Friday. And radio played your favorite song. Led Zeppelin, Slick Rick, baby, let's get, get it let's on. get it on. When I was a kid, let's get, get it on. I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta get it done, no time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta get on, those days are gone now. It didn't matter what I did, cause every day was my last. Back with the track, I wouldn't change the past. I'm going out swinging now, I'm going out hard now, I'm going out rocking down on the boulevard. Gonna make it real simple, gonna make it alright. And from the dawn of the day to the end of the night, I'm gonna take you for a ride, gotta burn inside. Come on, everybody, and light up the night. When I was a kid, never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta get it done, no gotta time get it done. Gotta now. get it Take done. Me back when I was a kid. Uh. Never had to worry about what I did. I told but you. Alright, stop the it. Plan now? Gotta move on, those days are gone now. Bam. That was me, bro. 
Do we like it? We could oh, yeah. be honest. Aaron, you feeling it? Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Aaron, very excited in the corner. That was... I'm about to add it to the Insta story so they can hear you rapping. Yeah, add it, bro. And oh, what a night. If you could find that one, that was, that was dope. We sampled Frankie Valley. oh, what a night, but we didn't pay him. So we had to get that off the radio immediately. But yeah, I was in a rap group, TKO, back in the day. What happened was we entered our little mixtape into a contest. I went out to L.A. for a minute. I got a phone call from my DJ back in Detroit. He said, yo, we're in the contest. Do you want to come home and start rapping and, and do this contest? Came back to Detroit, got in the contest. It was kind of like a battle of the bands for the National Academy Recording Arts and Science. And uh, we won the contest. So we played in like a venue called the Jukebox in Detroit in front of 200 people. We won that one. Then we went over and played in like a 500-seat venue and against like some punk rock bands and rock and roll bands, and we won that one. And then we went to the next round, which was at this place called the Premier Center in front of like 2,000 people. We had three songs. and one, Oh, no, we had five songs. Two songs had to be covers. So I covered like Slick Rick and run dmc or something back then and we ended up winning the national academy of recording arts and science contest we got a record deal with a company called chattel records out of detroit chattel records was on seven mile you didn't go on seven mile safely seven mile was straight hood shit going on and i was in heaven it was like the greatest and i didn't care about the neighborhood we were, i was recording in the hood in the studio on my life, the head of Chattel Records one time, he's in a suit, <laughs> business suit, African-American man, sitting across from me. His boy was sitting across from him, puts a pistol on, on the table, non-threatening, just didn't want to have it in his jacket, pistol, gun on the table, and just jokingly, he's like, ha, 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 you know, hope we don't have to use this. I'm like, yeah, I hope we don't have to use that too. So signed a deal with Chattel Records and put out, Oh, What a Night. So take me back that you just heard. that I put that out myself. But Oh, What a Night sampling Frankie Valley. We did, uh, we, we signed We signed with the record company. We didn't get any money advance. Is it on here or no? No, I didn't put it on there. No, you got to get it on YouTube or something. But we didn't get any money. And it was a shady company. And we had a blast doing it. We did a bunch of local shows. We had a song on the radio. You should make that your intro. We're going to make that the intro for every show, okay? Aaron, can I do that with you? Like, do I send you the song or something? Yeah. Send that to Aaron. Figure out a way to do that. I have no technical skills. Yeah. I'm only... I'm, by the way, Saget is the best technical person you've ever seen. Bob Saget literally could run Apple. See the, uh, the video that I posted of you rapping. I think it's just going to be you rapping with... They don't think they're going to hear the background noise. It's just going to hear... It's just going to be you rapping with no background noise. Will you send can't... me that video? Yeah. Thanks. Send it to me. But no, I'm not kidding. I go on the road with Saget. He is like a... He's like go-go gadget. He can like... He can do it. He'll, he'll be emailing while fixing your Instagram, while tri tricking out a picture, while posting something, while updating his phone. Like, he literally is a wizard. See, there's no background. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Send it to me. I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to record that, I might as well just freestyle on the microphone. <laughs> but every day we're going to open up this show with Take Me Back. Meanwhile, I feel should I feel bad about dogging out the situation in the beginning, about the uh, my writing situation? Is it, is it, was I being mean? Well, you don't want to lose it before you can see what happens. Yeah, no, I'm not losing it. I'm not losing it. I think I'm losing my mind, but I'm not losing the. I won't lose the deal. I won't lose it. There is no deal. I mean, they just tell me to write for free. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> they, I think there's a compromise that has to happen all the time. Absolutely. You are 100% true. The wisdom of stock tip Dave. <laughs> oh, man. What happened this weekend? Where, where, where was I? I was in Ontario. I didn't go to Coachella. Everybody went to Coachella this weekend and had a blast. The videos looked pretty cool. From Coachella? Yeah. Oh, I people mean, were having an amazing time. I've never been to a music festival, but really? they look fun. Ooh. You would love Coachella, bro. I've gone eight years in a row I went. But to be honest, and this sounds absolutely ridiculous, there's actually too much dust at Coachella for me. So every time <laughs> I go to Coachella, I end up in a full-blown allergy attack. So I'm either going to Coachella with Claritin D 
Or I'm not going to Coachella. You should go like they dressed in Fear and Loathing when they did the doom buggy racing in the sand. Yeah, wrap a mask around my face. Yeah. <clears throat> You're 100% correct because Coachella is an amazing festival. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful festivals you've ever seen. And it looked like fun. But I was doing shows with Saget in Ontario, which is 60 miles from Coachella. And I, was, I got off stage every night at 10. I potentially could have been to Coachella by like 11.15, but I would have missed the whole music festival. Oh, yeah. I would have just been going to Coachella just to party, you know? But it was one of those things. It's like my friends were at these parties and like my boys were DJing these parties. But like, you know, I'm like a person, you have to send me an address. I need to make sure that there's like a VIP pass waiting for me or at least my name is at the door i don't like to i'm too grown of a man to go to something unorganized you know what i mean like sell tell me be at this party be there at this time your name's at the door you're good you walk in that's all i need to know i don't want to go there not knowing exactly i'm done sneaking into places all right (laughs) my whole life growing up outside detroit i snuck into venues i'm a master i could still sneak in anywhere I, and I can sneak in just because you can't see me. Yeah, no, you're 4'11". You could sneak in anywhere, and you'd <laughs> have a very non-threatening demeanor. People would just let you in just because you look like a lost child with a beard. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll get in anywhere. I wouldn't worry about it. But I don't like, you know, so none of my boys were, like, organized enough to tell me where, you know, give me an address and tell me where to go. Plus, by the way, it turned out great that I didn't go. I went, I stayed in Ontario. You know, Bob likes to, like, We'll do a show. Ontario with traffic can be a three hour situation if you don't do it right. So I was like, I'm getting a hotel in Ontario and I'm going to chill. I did the shows. I went to Krispy Kreme Donuts. I got some donuts. I went back to the hotel. I did some writing. I got stuff done and I was good. That was it. I, I chilled. I slept in in my hotel room, walked around the Ontario Mills Mall, which is the world's biggest mall besides Minnesota. Oh, yeah, I saw a movie there. You saw a movie? Yeah. It's a huge, huge place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's two theaters. There's an AMC. There's two and an Edwards Cinema all yeah. in the same mall. And I think the Edwards Cinema is directly next to where you perform, too. It is. It is. And I actually saw a movie, too. I forgot. I saw Blockers. Blockers. That's the one thing I haven't seen. Was yeah. it good? You know what? Blockers had potential, man. It was, like, not bad. I can't even say it was bad. But there were moments that I didn't love in that movie. You know what I mean? There were, like, some lame, couple lame moments. But, you know... I can never be a movie critic, bro. I've I've made movies now, and like knowing how difficult it is to pull off any movie, you can't be a critic. You know what I mean? No, yeah. And like Leslie Mann is awesome. She's dope. The cast was great. There were some really funny moments. I don't know who the little Indian actress is who's starring in it, but she's gonna. I mean, she's gonna blow up unless I'm I'm so far behind that she already is blown up, and I don't know it. <laughs> but she's hilarious and she's great. And I don't know her name, but the cast was dope. I, there were just a couple disjointed moments, and like because tonally it was, you know, it was it was. Can John, can John Cena act? Yeah, John Cena's great, man. He's just a lovable dude. You know what I mean? Is he is he Brando? No. Does he want to be Brando? I don't think so. I think Cena's gonna have a lane, and his lane's gonna be great, and he's gonna be the comedy version of The Rock. Nice. I'm just curious because that kid, that guy actually. He graduated from my boarding school. Jesus. Three months before I started there. So I never met him, but he, was, he, was, he graduated three months before I ever showed up on campus. Are you serious? Yeah. Dave, Stockton Dave is one of the most fascinating people because <laughs> he's a little guy. You're, you're not a big man. You're, you're a shorter guy. You're, you, you don't say a lot when you go out. You're saying, hey, how are you? Okay, we'll go. I'll see you there. Yeah, great. I, I get that. I'm so excited. You don't say a lot. That sounds like your Mike Tyson impression. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson. I haven't done Mike Tyson in so long. This is my Mike Tyson. It's one of the best imitations. Everybody said they still remember me doing Mike Tyson. I, I think I'm one of the best at it. I don't know. It's unskillable. Mike Tyson's solid. I haven't done it in 20 years, for real. That was the first time I've done Mike Tyson, but hopefully he doesn't hear me. But you're always connected to, like, some weird famous person. Like, you'll be like, hey, I need a job. Yeah, I don't really don't know what's going on, but, like, uh, my best friend from high school created this television show on ABC, Fresh Off the Boat. I was in high school with him for five years. I'm best friends with his sister. It's like, what are you talking? Like, you're... 
You're like the Forrest Gump of L.A. right now. Like you're you're in everything. Actually, you called me that before. I remember that. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. You 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 oddly know all these all these people that no one knows you know. You know the guy fresh off the boat. You, who were your friends last night at the comedy store that you, or two nights ago? Oh, those are my neighbors in New York that drove that just flew in from Arizona for the weekend. Yeah. Nobody even knows you live. What did you live in New York for a period of time? I worked for the Islanders for two years. Yeah, you got a sports background. And then I went to the work for the Coyotes. I was in Arizona for 10 months. It was like, took, took about a month of the heat, and I was like, I'm out of here. We need to get you working for a sports team again while doing this podcast. We got to get you, maybe with the, I'll call my boy with the Hawks. You know what I mean? Did you send me that video? And can you look up my other song, Take Me, uh, Oh, What a Night? Was it on YouTube? Um, let me see. I mean, I found it on. Right oh, here. What a Night by Take Me Back. I mean, by TKO. My band was called TKO. My DJ Brad Callen, who's in the construction business right now, is like as good a DJ as DJ Tiesto. Like the dude can spin on the wheels of steel. Did you make a music video? Did I? TKO with an eight music video, YouTube? Hit it. Hit it. Oh yeah, that's my song. You can't plug that in? This is my, there's another song I did. Wait. That sounds like just an instrumental, though. Dave, can you look it up on my phone? TKO, instrumental. It's just instrumental? Friday night and I'm about to rock. I'm packed with more surprises than Alfred Hitchcock. Friday night and I'm about to rock. That's me. I'm packed with more surprises than Alfred Hitchcock. Tonight's the night everybody falls in line. Before I grip the mic and start to rhyme, DJ Ben gives the record a cut. I shoot skill to, to make, make the crowd move butts. I'm moving the crowd because yo is the first show. Female lunatic sits in the front row. Recognize her face from the last one. Fatal attraction. She's packing a handgun. Moves with swiftness and grips the pistol. Hangs in my brain and the game is insane. Hey, I used to take break dancing classes. I believe. <laughs> This is a radio song. Security guard from Rush the Maniac. Cuffed her, stuffed her, kicked her out back. And just like Broadway, the show must go on. Cleared my head and I kicked my dialogue. Picked up the temple like a Rock Kim show. Soon it was over and time for me to go. Did my piece and now I gotta rest. Saw the lunatic at the hotel front desk. All I could think about was a plan. Turn the tables, make her understand. You might look at me, girl, think I'm the most pitched. This ain't Hollywood and you ain't playing close. I said, bitch, this ain't Hollywood and you ain't Glenn Close. We, we wear Zeke Havarichis for this? Yeah. <laughs> it's a story of my stalker. <laughs> Third verse. The psycho bitch looked like Hannibal Lecter Stared me down with the eyes of a killer I invited her in for a young Mike thriller More than pleased, the psycho glaze was gone I broke a bottle of Dom Perignon Finished the bottle and I was in control A beautiful evening, let's take a stroll In the heat of the passion, she forgot I'm purse Thank the Lord, I won't end up in a hearse Tonight's the night, everything is going down She can't play me like a circus clown Took her to the back of the Renaissance Center Took off her panties and I'm all up in her as she approached a point of climax I stopped my motion and I pulled it back What you thinking, what you trying to do Hunting me down like you was cuckoo Picked her up like a package I delivered I dropped the girl in the Detroit River I mean, what the hell was I thinking back then? I've never dropped a girl in the Detroit River I've never had a crazy That was just a straight up fictional tale of a girl that was stalking me, and I had to, and I threw her in the Detroit River. That's unbelievable. What is that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, for my post, I'm going to post your, 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 this, saying, learn about Mike's secret rap career. For real. And put the other song, Take Me Back, on there if you can. Oh, my God, man. I love it. I love rap. I, that's why I got to <laughs> figure out, I got to figure out a natural way to put hip-hop back into my comedy act. And I wonder if it's smooth and natural if I just do a joke about being in a rap group. Because I used to have a joke that's, that went like this. It was like, I said, I used to be in a rap group. Didn't go well. Somebody pulled a gun and scared my DJ into doing bar mitzvahs. 
<laughs> and, that, and that was like the joke. And so, see, it works. It's still a strong joke. So I wonder, what do you think, Forced Dave? to do a bar mitzvah? Forced to, yeah, he was forced into doing bar mitzvahs. He was doing bar mitzvahs, weddings. He was terrified. He wouldn't go down a seven mile where I was. He was I think scared. if you added that to single mic, they'd love that. To the show? Yeah. <laughs> he threatened to do bar mitzvahs. Why wouldn't they love that? <laughs> yeah, no, they'll love it. But, I'm, but my point is, my point is... How do I naturally transition into doing rap on stage that doesn't seem corny or forced? I think it's that. I mean, you I might have to I... ask Saget because he goes from stand-up to just playing his guitar into songs. Right. And, but what he does is he just tells the audience straight up, listen, they got me a guitar. I'd like to do some music for you guys. He does it smooth and just smooth. He, you have the DJ guy be like, hey, play this beat at this time. I couldn't do it opening for Bob. Like, I can't do music against his music. Do it he, Thursday. But that's I should do it Thursday. I wonder if I should just come with a beat. And be like, yo, you don't think that I had a rap career? DJ, hit it. Like, maybe I just hit it, do it like that. Should I try it? Yeah, you should. I'm scared, man. I'm scared. You should. The crowd isn't going to know what to do. You know, you hit a crowd with a rap track. And my rap is, you know, I was really a, I was really in a rap group. It wasn't like a joke. But I have thought many times to do some hip-hop comedy stuff. And I think that may be, like, a, a, my next, like, a goal. You know what I mean? I may set a goal to do a comedy rap album, for real. You should. Just about all the subject matter that I do. Weird Al did it. Made a hell of a career. I know, but we <laughs> Weird Al did parody songs. I'm talking about doing original songs, original rap songs, right? Original hip-hop shit, but that's funny. You know what I mean? I write my own funny songs about my experiences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever they are, you know? I dated a girl from a third world country. You know what I mean? That could be its own song, subject matter. You know what I mean? I My softball team's 0-11. That could be its own rap song. You know what I mean? I go down every, break down every character of the, of the, of the team. Um, you know, dating crazy girls could be its own song. You know what I mean? Crying over heartbreak could be its own song. You know, <laughs> losing weight on the Please Take Me Back program could be its own song. You know, just... Not drinking for four months is driving me crazy. That could be its own song. Oh, yeah. Because I'm definitely going to come back to drinking it at some point. It's been, and we're going to wrap this up, Aaron. We're going to wrap it up uh, right now. But it's, I haven't had a drink in four months. I feel amazing, but I don't feel that amazing to where I think I'm just going to quit. But anyway, I'm getting the wrap up sign. So this Thursday, and we're going to wrap it up, Dave. We just played two of my rap songs, TKO, Young Mike, Check Me Out, Find Me. I will be rapping on stage. I will be taking my stand-up to a musical place. And by the way, that's why I'm upset that I was never on that show. I forgot the name of the show, but it was on Comedy Central for a minute where comedians went on and did music. I forgot. But uh, anyway, this Thursday, April 19th, I'm headlining Stand Up Live, Phoenix. Be there. Friday, Saturday, me and Bob Saget. Stand up live. Be there. Sunday, I'm headlining again. So I'm headlining Thursday and Sunday. Come on out. Phoenix Stand Up Live. Next week, April 25th, 26th, I'll be at the Punchline in Southfield, Michigan, right outside Detroit, my hometown, Southfield. That's where I'm from. It's going to be very cool. Mike Young, find me at The Real Mike Young. Stock Tip Dave. You got him at Stock Tip Dave on Instagram. Find us. I apologize to my crew who I'm developing that show with. I hope I didn't come off hardcore or harsh. I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm, I'm just a frustrated artist just trying to make good right. shit. And the Go podcast ahead. is on YouTube channel for stories that need to be told. Oh, yeah. Go to YouTube. Find stories that need to be told. Is that, is that what they do? Yeah, it's, that's what it's called, and there's no spaces. It's just stories that need to be told, no spaces. S stories that need to be told, stories that need to be told, stories that need to be told. We're out. Aaron, thank you. All things comedy, thank you. We'll talk to you later. Peace.